the college basketball experience, big sky conference preview for 2023-24 on the sports game lab podcast network is brought to you by game time snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the game time app. Use that promo code CFBX for $20 off. Rasa brought to you by underdog fantasy. Underdog has just added pick them scorchers where you can win a hundred times the amount of money you enter. That's right. Turn $5 into 500 in just one game. Plus every single Sunday, they're giving away a hundred thousand dollars. Use the promo code SGPN and underdog fantasy for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to $500. And finally, we're brought to you by hall of fame bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today, people. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, woo! Welcome, welcome to the college basketball experience, Big Sky Country. Yes, the Big Sky 2023-24 season preview. It's gonna be a fun one. Last year, I went and caught a couple Big Sky games in the flesh. Great conference, fun conference, and I'm excited to talk about them here today. Perhaps you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, and that is fair. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dad, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. Nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price. But no one touches Dundee. Oh yeah, big sky conference. It wasn't that long ago we saw E dub getting a win. Weaver State. Weaver State's had some wins. You know, it's been a fun conference. Montana Grizz made the tournament a few times. Montana State took all the Texas Tech Red Raiders a couple years ago, I feel like. Northern Colorado's had success. I remember back in the day, Ross Land at Northern Arizona hitting big time shots with the Lumberjacks. Uh, it's been a fun conference over the years and excited to talk about it here. I am joined by my co host. Folks, if you forget or maybe you're new to this, when the season tips, me and this guy will be here every single night of the season talking college hoops, best games. Look, from a gambling sl- point of view, but also from a, 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 a fan that loves college basketball point of view. Uh, and we've been doing this shit for years. All right. Give it up for former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin, host of the Big 12 experience, which you should be subscribed to, host of the Ride and Rush show, which you should be subscribed to. Give it up for Ryan McIntyre, aka Moneyline Mac. How you doing, brother? 
Doing good, brother. It's Friday night madness. And, you know, all the talk in the NBA, the offseason's around Damian Lillard, former, former Weber State Wildcat. So, yeah, he knows a little bit about the big sky. So, yeah, I love this league. Yes. It's a great league. That's right. We'll go right into it. Hey, this league. Yeah, you're right. Damon Lillard was in this league. A lot of good players have been in this league over the, mm-hmm. the course of time. And uh, it's an underrated conference. Normally always a one bid league because the mid majors kind of get shafted. We saw E dub Eastern Washington. I caught them live too. They were what? 16 and zero in conference, 16 and zero in conference before their season came crumbling down. It's hard. It's hard to tell your players like we don't deserve the NCAA tournament after you have that much domination. Yeah. That's that's the that is the heartbreak that I think people don't realize when it comes to to college hoops is it's a marathon. You had a great regular season. And it just didn't it didn't turn out to the you know, you didn't you somehow didn't make it to the big dance. But damn it, you guys were winners. You were winners. I I would that would be a hard thing to do is telling the team because they were the best team in the conference, but they just didn't get there. And that's life. Life's not fair. Uh, what was your take on this conference in Eastern Washington last year in, in general? Yeah, great, great league. The Montanas are always good. Weber State's always good, but E-Dub uh, sto- stole the show. I mean, a couple of years ago, we remember the Groves brothers. They pushed Kansas to the limit in the NCAA tournament, um, but underrated too. I know that they lost on a half court shot to the AC Northern Arizona, but how about them bouncing back? and beating Washington state in the NIT in Pullman. So shout out to that program for not, for not, uh, not, not laying down. I know it's disappointing that you don't get to play in the big one, but uh, anytime you get to go uh, pick off the power five and, in, in, in the NIT, I mean, that's rival, a, victory. a rival, no doubt, yeah, no doubt yeah. in state rivalry. Yeah, exactly. So there was still a winning story behind it all. Uh, look, I mean, this, this conference is, is going to be good again. A lot of good players transferred out, but there's some transferring in that I know they're excited about and, and the conference will deliver like it always delivers college basketball. I would challenge the listener if they don't watch mid-major basketball to go out of their way and, and pick a conference. You don't even have to go, Oh, you know, there's 360 some teams, just pick a conference. And I think you'll find that man, these mid-major levels are awesome, and they're just as good as, as uh, you know, if not better in some in some conferences. You know, the fact that you have so many close games and the and the competitions at a at a big time high. So, may, may check it out. Just just you know, consider it. Uh, look, before we start talking Eastern Washington, because they are first alphabetically. Alpha, alphabetically, um, I want to tell you that the college basketball experience is brought to you by the Game Time app. Yes, folks. Uh, look, buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be that stressful. Game time's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater that is near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop, you can, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll be having at that very event. Uh, and look, they have the game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less game time, we'll credit you 110% of the difference people. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time, download the game time app, create an account, use that promo code CFBX for $20 off. Once again, uh, terms apply, create that account, the redeeming code CFBX for $20 off. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users using Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN and get 50% off your first month today and start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, we are back on the college basketball experience. Shout out to, hey, we got Coke Booger back in the chat. Yes. That's always that's always fantastic. You know, he says he's pumped. He loves big sky hoops, and so do we. Yes, we got Chad G. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Noah is out chasing scattered ass right now. He's got his LeBaron. He's got his LeBaron parked up to the movie theater. He's blasting. You know, probably uh, I don't know. Uh, fucking well. Nickelback. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of what, what, what genre of music would be like. He's his teenage years were like two years ago. So it's like, what would he be? He's listening to what, you know, what would, what would be Nick be listening to? I know it's traditionally country music, but I don't even know like current country. I don't even know the the current music scene. So I'm like, you know, who, who, it, it, it's either that or he, you know, he's just laying down, looking up at the stars of some chick talking. Do you think this is the year that Greg Campy and the horizon can get back to the big dance? <laughs> that's what Phoenix doing. He's a big Oakland grizzly fan. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And that's and, and look, if she doesn't answer that question correctly, get that trash out of here. Yeah. And Chad G's right. Ariana Grande, right? Uh, that that's, I mean, I'm trying to think of like, you know, I was about to say Everclear, and then I was like, "Wait, that's not that's not his era. Like, what is his era? You know, um, Pink. He looks like a big Luke Combs guy. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, he's yeah. right now. He's got the convertible LeBaron wood paneling that his that his dad bought in 1981. Right? <laughs> it's got 400 thousand miles. He's out inside the movie theater. He drops the top. He's trying to impress this girl. Uh, you know, he, he you know, he, this girl's probably coming out of the movie theater. He's probably pulling a Chris Farley right now where he's like, he's, he, he gets out of the car and comes up and says, excuse me, baby. Do you, do you know where the weight room is? I'll, I'll check it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll, I'll check it out. Well, Tommy I, I boy. Could, <laughs> I could a hundred percent see it. And then he goes, Oh, by the way, sweetheart, that's my LeBaron. And the top <laughs> does drop sweetheart. All right. So, you know, shout out to Noah Beanick. <laughs> Uh, whatever music he's blasting from his LeBaron, it's probably out of one speaker because that shit is old, but you know, let's go. I can see it. Michigan. And look, and, and he's smart to do it now before it gets super cold in Michigan. All right. No so, doubt. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, shout out to Jordan. It says, y'all won me so much money last season. Let's do it again. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it, it again, man. Play it against sports. Do you guys remember play it against sports? Do you remember that at all? Mac? No. What was that? There used to be a store, and I don't know if this was a regional thing, called Play It Against Sports, where you could buy like used sports equipment. Like for me, when in the '90s, when I would go play, uh, you know, sports, especially once like I had football and basketball equipment, but like if we went, I remember one year we did like street hockey, 
and I went, I needed some gear. So I went to play it against sports and it's like, it's like the second hand sports gear, right? It's a, it's a, it's like a, a secondary models or something. Models. Yeah, well, uh, it's like, it's like a thrift store. It's like yeah. a thrift store, but for yeah. sports. So yeah. you get like soccer cleats that have been used 37 t- yeah. fucking times. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I could, that's what mom had to do for me. So I, I definitely went to play it against sports. Let's play it against sports this year, folks. Uh, Benedict Dantel says he bought goalie pads. That's what I'm saying. I, I did the same, man. I look, I, I played a few years of soccer and I didn't even like soccer, but when you're a kid, you're just like, fuck it. You know, like, Oh, I mean, basketball and football were pretty much everything we played. Now we played some baseball. If, if I had to go pecking order, it was like probably basketball, football, like pretty, pretty even. The only difference is, is it was cold where we grew up. So maybe if you didn't have access to indoor hoops, maybe football would be a little bit more because you could still play that when it was snowing or raining. Um, but after that it was baseball. And then, like I said, we did street hockey and I even tried soccer. Uh, how about you, Mac? Did you, what's the pecking order for you growing up? Uh, basketball was always one. And then it was baseball and football. So, and then ultimately golf, golf is the more white and unathletic I got. I, I took up, took up golf. Wait, but what age did you start golf? Uh, probably 15, okay. six, 16. Yeah. Like yeah. me and my friends were never yeah. like, now we, we, we did take a, I can, I can recall. Yeah. I can recall take us taking a few golf, uh, golf clubs and like 20 golf balls to a field. And we, we all went to see if we could knock the golf ball to the house. Now that was our version of golf because oh, yeah. you know that that was top golf before top golf. Yeah. yeah. And golf's an expensive fucking sport, man. I know. I know. That's why, that's why hard, I never got into good. it. Hard that's why I, good. Yeah, that's why I never got into it. I was like, yeah. fuck this. Asking me for like $200 and yeah. I don't have the and I don't have the collared shirt on. You're giving me shit. I got to go home. And I got to either buy a collared shirt you know, you but hey, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. Uh, oh, Benedict Dantel was playing lacrosse. There you okay. go. Okay, that's you That's why all old people play golf because they got all the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very true. They say most business gets done there, but uh, yeah. Uh, listen, I don't want to say anything, but a little birdie Colby played in the dome. Uh, I did play some basketball in a dome. <laughs> Never football. I, I actually no. I played. I played flag football once uh, as like a 20 year old in a dome. And one of our good friends instantly uh, it was on AstroTurf instantly tore his ACL. And that was, that was the only time we ever played in a dome. Um, Dome suck. Um, Let's go. Let's get into this thing though, man. I know this chat chat's fantastic. We could, I could do a stories episode right now, but uh, Eastern Washington, the Eagles, great program, man. They're a great program over the years. Doesn't matter. They've had two different coaches, you know, really have uh, of late that have had great success. Uh, and the Eagles, you know, they did get kind of beat down. David Riley's back for his third season. Year one was a disaster, but boy, year two did David Riley, you know, really get his team going 23 and 11, 16 and two in the big sky, including starting out 16 and oh, uh, Steel ventures though, 15 points a game gone. Tyrese Davis, 10 points a game gone. Angelo, uh, Allegri gone. Even Dion Stroud gone. I mean, that's a uh, all together. You're talking about about 44 points a game gone. Um, they did go out and get Jake Kyman from Wyoming. 
They also brought in a Salt Lake City Community College guy, Andre uh, Molbia. Also, Nick McLean from Daytona State coming in there. Don't show him Nakatomi Towers uh, or Plaza, whatever the fuck. But uh, um, th- this is a team. They return Casey Jones, right? Who's actually super athletic, man. Mm-hmm. Casey Jones, like I, I went and saw Eastern Washington last year live. Um, I think he could uh, emerge this year. Uh, they also return Ethan Price. Both those guys combined for about forty-nine minutes a game a season ago. Also, Cedric Coward. Um, he is back, even on the bench. Dane Eric Strupp uh, and Ellis Magnuson are back. But man, damn if the this rotation isn't just. There's not a lot of depth on this team from an experience factor. Yep. Um, I expect regression. Now they won't, they won't be as bad as they were two years ago in Riley's first year, but I do expect regression. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm not as high last year's team. I thought was, was pretty fucking complete. And I think they could have actually had, they made the tournament really struck some fear into some teams, but I don't know about this year's team. What do you make of the Eagles, Mac? Yeah, you mentioned it. I, I see some regression coming. Uh, really cool story uh, on David Riley. I mean, he has literally worn every hat in this Eastern Washington program. Started as a GA, then director of operations, then an assistant and ultimately head coach. So he bleeds uh, Eastern Washington basketball. He's been there, done that, built this program up. But, I mean, you mentioned it. They won all these close games. Uh, they, they lose a lot of production, lose a lot of experience. I think they will finish in the top three-ish in this league. But, I mean, I'm I'm not expecting this team to go 16-2 and two again. That's almost re- unrealistic to expect them to duplicate what they did last year. Uh, but, I mean, they're still going to be a good program, better than his first year there. 100%. And and yeah. wouldn't shock me. You saw that last year. And in general, in the big sky, yeah. you know, you get to conference play. I'm sorry, the conference tournament. And, like, the, the divide between one and five is not is razor thin. So like, yeah. I, it, it wouldn't shock me if they went dancing just because of the tournament, but in, in the regular season, I think they're going to be a team that's learning as they go. And uh, I don't expect them to finish in first place in the regular season, but I think they could be a, a, a tough out in the uh, conference tournament. How about yourself? Hey, yeah, I, I completely agree. And I know Noah usually spotlights the scheduling portion of this. So I'll take that from him tonight. Uh, they're they're going to challenge themselves because they got by games that funds these programs. They go to Utah, Ole Miss, Cincinnati, Stanford, Wazoo again, a rematch of the NIT, USC, uh, kind of play who's who, Washington. So they're making the Pac-12 tour uh, in the final <laughs> year of the Pac-12. But, uh, shit, they might be in the Pac-12 here with Wazoo <laughs> and Oregon State for all we know. But, uh, yeah, I agree. I think they're going to be battle-tested come league play. It'll be a team that gets better and better. Yeah, as the season goes along, I think that's that's one yeah. to watch. Um, culture, good culture yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's move along to the Idaho Vandals. Man, <laughs> the Vandals have had it tough lately. Um, they have a first-year head coach, Alex Preble, coming in to Moscow, Idaho. I've been to Moscow, Idaho. Um, definitely a fun little town there. All right. Bit of a legend on the on the pool table there. Just to let you guys know. Uh, Ten and twenty two a year ago, four and fourteen, and uh, it was a tough year. They've had a tough program over the past few years. They really have. Um, but there's only one way you can go from here. They 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 lose Devonte Moffitt and Isaac Jones, who combined 
for about 38 points a game. I mean, the it, one thing you'll notice here, folks, mm-hmm. is the best players on every team left. You're going to see that in the yeah. entire big sky, more so than any other conference, I think, in America. Uh, incoming is D'Angelo Menace from Western Washington. Um, also, Tyler Murris from Alaska Fairbanks. <laughs> they are they are deep sea diving. They also bring in Quinn Denker from Cal State San Marcos. Uh, Trevin Blassengain from uh, Fairleigh Dickinson. There we go. I know that one. Washington transfer Tyler Linden uh, or Linhart. Also, um, Kyson uh, Rose coming in from Walla Walla Community College. I love. Their scouting department. Sign me up, man. Uh, they're going deep. Um, they return Taryn Frank from a season ago. Played about twenty-three minutes a game, ten point six boards. That's gonna be, I think, their anchor as far as as continuity. But besides him, the whole fucking team is new. <laughs> I mean, this is what makes it so hard. When we were doing this show three, four, five years ago, there was not. I feel like two years ago started it all. When like, maybe uh, maybe the portal like, era, yeah, dude. I when we did this four or five years ago, I cannot recall any team only returning one player. Now it's like there's a few of these teams out there. I got no idea how to break this down. I'm sorry, I haven't scouted Alaska Fairbanks basketball. Um, this is a mystery team to me. I have no fucking idea how good this team is. I can rattle off the stats of what these guys did at Alaska Fairbanks. What were you playing? Alaska Juno? I have no fucking <laughs> idea. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I wish I know that we, you know, this is our job to, to break down these things. But in this era, when you have a roster like this, I have the only one that I can make sense of is the fairly Dickinson and Washington transfers. The other four and the freshmen that are coming in, or Juco's that are coming in. I honestly have no fucking idea. I'm going to say it's year one. It's going to take time, but can you even, I'm trying to be fair to the listener here. It's very hard to, to break down the Idaho Vandals. Mac, what is your thought of the Vandals? Uh, Yeah. Like you said, a big unknown, but I will say in terms of the coach that's taken over, Alex Pribble, did a really good job at St. Martin's a Division II school, won 51 games in his last two years there. Uh, back-to-back Sweet 16s at the Division II level, and he's bringing in a bunch of D2 and Juco transfers. So I, I, I trust his uh, eye for talent in terms of finding talent at the Division II level. Uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of Division IIs out there that would beat Idaho and would have beat Idaho yeah. last year. Um, 100%. 100%. I, I, I think they could get out of the basement. That, I think that would be a good goal and realistic goal in year number one of the Pribble era. But as far as like breaking down the roster, man, nah, it's hard to it's hard to really really know. <laughs> I mean, and and, and 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 I mean, you know what though? They're going to be tested, like <laughs> Noah says, because they go to Wazoo here on November sixth, which is a month from tonight. Uh, they go to Stanford, so another team making a little bit of a Pac twelve uh, farewell tour. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll find out here in a month when they go to Wazoo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Benedict told they got some solid racism too in Moscow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that Um, they do. (laughs) I didn't experience that. Um, but I'm also a white male where I feel like that might be uh that might be 
accepted in Moscow. Um, it works for Utah State. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I, Utah State's got a much better fan base, I think, than Idaho basketball. But uh, I kind, I kind of like what De- uh, Benedict Dantle's saying, though. This probably is a team that we fade early because it's they're trying to figure out their pieces. Unless, of course, they're catching thirty-five points, which they may be, and then maybe they get better and better in the, as a first-year head coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, look, I think they're going to be in competition with this next school. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> the Idaho state bangles. All right. <laughs> Shout out to the bangles. Great eighties band <laughs> sort of um, look uh, Idaho state. I mean, both these teams have been in the cellar. I feel like for a few years here, but I'm buying in a little bit more. To Ryan Looney, he's in year five in Pocatello. Merrill Hodge, friend of the program's alma mater. Uh, they were eleven and twenty-one a year ago, eight and ten. I think I hit on them a couple times last year, and I also got burned by them a couple times. Uh, they lose Brock McKenzie, though, that one of their best players, if not their best player. Uh, Thirteen and a half points. They lose Jared Rodriguez, a solid contributor. Same with Jay Nagel and Austin Smelly. All together, that's like uh, probably a solid, you know, thirty-five points per game of production. They do return center Braden Parker. They do return guard Miguel Tomley. That has me buying in. Mm-hmm. They also return Malik Arrington, who got about twenty minutes a game. He's going to be starting this year at the point spot. Also, guard uh, AJ Bergen. Who got about 10, 10 minutes a game uh, a year ago? They went out in the portal. They brought in uh, Kyrie Huey from Odessa. Shout out to uh, Grandma Ma Larry Johnson. He was at Odessa before he went to the Running Rebs and won Natties um, down there in Texas. Uh, Isaiah Griffin is a transfer from Southeastern. And Galvin Gilstrap, <laughs> great name. <laughs> that, that guy should get into porn. Um, he's from Olney Central. Trent Johnson coming in from Midland. So look, they have four players, four that played there a year ago. That is more than Idaho, but damn their entire bench. They have not one player on their bench that played for them last year. They'll be better than Idaho. Oh yeah. But I am concerned about depth and they better not get injured because I am certainly concerned about depth. What do you make of this Bengal team? Uh, yeah, so you're not the only one buying into Ryan Looney because he got an extension in the offseason. I'm not really sure how he got an extension when he's 39 and 76. Must be a hell of a guy. I mean, yeah, must hell of a guy to have a cocktail with. Personality, yes, yes. He's got, yes, the, yes. He's got the Bengals buying in. Um, <laughs> but you said, like you mentioned, they got they got a good core coming back. Uh, I mean, they finished around 500 last year, so. The, the expectation was very low when he got there. So he slowly built it up. Probably needs to make a step and get over 500 this year in big sky play. I think that's realistic from a um, Bengals fan base uh, aspect. I'll say this from a starting five perspective, we're three teams in from, yeah, I would say they might have the best starting five of the three we've said. The only thing is Eastern Washington, I feel like, is a better team. You know what I mean? Like team, the bench, everything, the height. Um, We'll see. 
It's gonna be. Uh, I do have the Bengals better than the uh, the Vandals. Uh, sorry, Vandal yeah. fans out there. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't wait to watch. Uh, when, when do those two play? They play. They play sometime in February on a Thursday night at eleven o'clock <laughs> Eastern on the Ocho. So, uh, but yes, if you yes. want to catch the Vandal, if you want to catch the Vandals in a bye game, they got trips to uh, Ames and Fresno and Corvallis. So, so, so they'll be tested a little bit in the non-con as well. There we go. Uh, look, let's talk Montana Grizz. If you were yes. to ask me, if you were to ask me who are, who are the blue bloods of the big sky? Mm-hmm. I think you'd have to say the Montana Grizz. Wayne Tinkle used to be there. The old Oregon state or the current Oregon state coach that took them to the Elite eight a couple years ago. They're kind of the class of the conference. I would say them Eastern Washington, maybe throw in Weber. Um, but uh, Travis uh, DeKire is in his 10th year. They were 17 and 14 a year ago, 10 and seven. They finished fourth in the big sky, which is characteristically, I would say not where Mizzou fans or Grizz fans think not Mizzou where Grizz fans should think they uh, should be, you know, when they pack old Ken Dahlberg arena, um, they lose Justin Bannon, their best player, 15 points, just about nine boards gone. Lanell Martin and Mac Anderson gone as well. This is an encouraging team to me though. And Deshaun Thomas, their big man or one of their big men is back. He averaged uh, 11 points, just about five boards in 27 minutes last year. Also their guard play. I'm kind of high on Brandon Whitley, Ain and Moody, both of them back. They combined for about 27 points, you know, six boards and about four assists, maybe five assists. Uh, that is very encouraging. I know uh, Gordon Williams is coming in from Santa Clara to start at the other guard spot. They're going to go three guard lineup. They also have a uh, San Francisco transfer to, to John Sawyer, not Tom Sawyer to John Sawyer. Uh, and then they got a couple freshmen coming in that they're excited about, but they have depth. Even Josh Vasquez, uh, Vasquez on the bench. It's a guy that played. He's a grad transfer, played 21 minutes a game for them last year. Uh, okay. Uh, or Oak, uh, uh, another guy on the bench that played same with Jackson Knapp. This is to me, the team to beat out of the ones we've just mentioned. Um, I think from a production standpoint of what's returning the culture that they've built there over the past 20 years, I think as of the first four teams we've projected, they are by far to me, the, the team I trust most. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, no, hard to disagree with that. And, and you mentioned it. Um, they have been probably over the last 20 years at that blue blood level. But quietly over the last four years, they have not been to the dance. And they have not finished above third in the big sky, which is kind of surprising because I, from a naked eye, I always think that they're right there to win it. So, I mean, they, it feels like they're kind of due to win this league once again because they, they've won it so many times under Wayne Tinkle and then – uh under uh, Travis De- DeQuire here. Uh, they bring back a lot. This is a veteran group. I really like this team so far. Like you said, this is the best roster, um, even better than Eastern Washington with all their departures. Yeah. Yeah. I think of the ones we previewed so far, that's the one that catches my eye. Um, let's jump on over and talk about their rivals. The brawl of the wild. One of the best rivalries in football or yes. basketball. Uh, Montana state, the Bobcats, they did make the tournament recently, but they lost, they lost, uh, their head coach. Uh, Danny sprinkle was a home run hire and now he's gone. So now they're, they're counting on a transfer in Matt Logie, Logie, 
I don't know how to pronounce his fucking name, but uh, Loggy Logie sounds like a beer. Yeah, yeah, this is a guy though that has six straight tournament appearances at the Division Two level at Point Loma, where he was with the Sea Lions. Great fucking mascot. Um, so I mean, this is a guy that's been winning now. They return. Well, they lose their top guys. All right. Uh, Jabril Bellows, God, 13 points a game. Great. Osobor, uh, God, Darius Brown, gone. Raquel battle, or I'm sorry. Raekwon battle. Who's a stud is gone altogether. You're talking about, you know, probably about 52 points a game gone. That's huge. Uh, now he's gone out in the portal. He brought in Eddie Turner from Columbia and the Ivy league. Chica Naduka from the Portland pilots, Brandon Walker from UT Arlington, John Olmstead from Arizona state, Jaden Duran from the rice owls, Aiden Gare from Missouri state West Plains. And he brought in one of his own from point Loma in uh, Brian Garaki. And they returned a couple guys that got some solid burn a year ago. Tyler Patterson, I know, you know, he was a reserve a year ago, but they like they like what he's twenty four minutes a game. Him, Robert Ford the third. Uh, these are guys that played substantial minutes on a good team a year ago. Um, it's just hard to make sense of it. But I'll say this: I'm very intrigued by the hire because when you win like that at a D two level, I bet you're probably gonna you're probably a damn good coach. Yeah. And uh, they were 25 and 10 a year ago. I do expect regression, but I'm kind of very excited to see, see the Bobcats play. So uh, I'm optimistic of this team heading into 23, 24. How about yourself? Yeah. It's hard to go against this culture. And you know, there were question marks about the Danny sprinkle higher uh, four or five years ago, but this is a program that's won what 52 games in the last two years. You mentioned it. Loggy was really good at point Loma. Uh, went to back-to-back Sweet 16s last year. They were 29 and four. He had a winning record against Division One opponents at the Division Two level. I trust the culture there um, to find a way to stay in the top four in this league, despite all the departures. But like you said, a little bit of regression, just like E Dub. But I trust the culture. Why is Coke Booger coming at you for taking RB? Who's RB? Raekwon Battle, baby. Mountaineers. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I got yeah. you. I got you. Went a, whoa, went over my head there. <laughs> well, um, welcome, uh, welcome to the transfer portal, Coke Burger. <laughs> NIL. <laughs> um, I'm optimistic about them, though. I, yeah. I think they're going to be a team that is probably, I bet you November's a time to fade them. You want to talk? I know someone mentioned this for Idaho. I would say Montana State, even to like the 10th degree. Um, yep. I bet you by like February, March, they're going to be really starting to, to strive, uh, you know, g- get in stride as a, as a team. And uh, I, I, at that point, I bet you they're going to be a tough out. Um, and, and you mentioned it uh, in, in, in November to fade them. They go to Cal, they go to Washington. Um, they actually don't have as many PAC 12 farewell tour games as the other one. So yeah, them <laughs> and E dub are on our uh, fade list early, yeah. but they'll be good late. Yeah, I want to talk about the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks because uh, I went to. They had a great postseason run in their conference tournament, all the way to the championship game. I went to Flagstaff in January to watch them play at the Walk Up Sky Dome. 
Um, they were 12 and 23 in the regular season, five and 13 in the big sky, but they had a deep run in the postseason in their conference tournament, almost made the NCAA tournament. Uh, but at the same time they lose Jalen Cohn, the former Virginia check transfer joins Mark Madsen at, uh, with the Cal golden bears and uh, Xavier Fuller's gone and same with Nick Maines. So they lose three real key pieces. I, you know, one of the things I was not super impressed with the coaching in the game I was at now, Shane Bolkar, maybe that just happens occasionally in a game. I don't want to put too much blame on that, but uh, they had a great run in the postseason. They seem to get their shit together and maybe there's a lot of room for optimism on this upcoming year. They brought in Carson uh, Basham from the pep uh, from Pepperdine right by me, right by my house right now. Um, they don't really return a, t- you know, Carson tout would be their one guy that averaged double digits from a year ago. The guard play Oakland Fort Liam Lloyd, which is the son of Tommy Lloyd uh, at the two guard Trenton uh, McLaughlin at the, at the other guard spot. They all played substantial minutes. So I think like, okay, you got something to build on there. They're going to know the system. They're going to know the culture and what they expect uh, in the, on the bench. Jack Wistrill is, is there um, 14 and a half minutes a game as a, as a freshman last year. I expect him to get much more minutes. Diego campus Camposano is back. He only played four minutes a game a year ago. I know they're waiting on a waiver for Jaden Jackson. I think, um, mm-hmm. and they got a bunch of newcomers coming in, but, uh, you know, they're an interesting team because if they can capitalize on what they did in the postseason last year, I know they lost a couple key guys. I, I don't know. I think they could be a team that is, it could, could be a tough out in this conference, but at the same time, I think Montana is on a different level than them. So uh, what do you make though of NAU? So remember I, I, I gave out the, these guys to, to beat E-Dub in the, in the quarterfinal on the money line, because my logic was they lost all these close games. They lost 10 conference games by five or less points. So like, they were a weird team where they were the eight seed, but it felt like they were much better than they were. And finally, they got the luck to go their way um, in the tournament. You mentioned it, Burkhar. Nate, like you're, you're mentioning the coaching. Maybe that is a reflection of the coaching that they lose all these close games. But I mean, they bring back a, a decent amount, probably a middle of the pack, uh, yeah. big sky team. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe the luck goes their way this year and they could sneak into the four or five spot. But I mean, I, it's hard to make a case for them to get anything higher than uh three. In my opinion. Yeah. Coke booger also asked, I was just about to, yep. How much emphasis should we put on teams that go overseas to play in the, in the summer in the NIL era? I think it's pretty big early. You know, I, I, I definitely think the more time you can spend as a team and I don't know, Mac, I'm, I'm, I'm curious your thoughts as someone that's been a part of these, uh, you know, college basketball teams, but I think whether it's overseas or whether it's here and you're playing those exhibition games, I think the more time you get as a team, just like anything else in life, the more repetition you can do. The uh, I don't see bad coming from it. What what do you make a, a, of those those you know overseas and and, and exhibition games, Mac? Yeah, uh, uh, sharp sharp uh, question here, Coke Burger, because I've been a part of three. Uh, 2015 West Virginia, 2019 West Virginia, and 2017 uh, South Carolina, a Final Four, a Sweet 16, then the COVID year. So in all three of those teams started seven and zero or better. So, I mean, like 
it, like I, I do think there is something to taking these teams that have played games, been away from the States, got away from scattered ass on campus, away from the distractions. Now yeah. there is some scattered ass in these. I was about to countries. say, yeah. let me go but, to Barcelona and get some scattered ass, right? <laughs> no, no doubt. <laughs> but there is something about being around your team uh, for, for a 10 day period and, and getting live reps. And it's good for the coaching staff to get some film on your team. So good question. Coke burger, definitely, uh, highlight these teams and take them early. And Coke Booker's talking about Eastern Washington did an 11 day stretch in Europe. The only big sky team to do so. Uh Oh, I like this angle. Hey, Coke Booger, can you send Colby and I the the list of teams that you found with the the foreign tour trip? I, I yeah. know there it's out there somewhere, so I think that's a good uh good resource for our audience leading up to November six. One one hundred percent. Um, let's continue on this journey as we now talk about. I love to see the. I was just I just was there at their stadium, yeah. Northern Colorado, the Bears. Um, in Greeley, Colorado, beautiful town, um, right next to the football stadium there. Uh, Steve Smiley entering year four. Now the, the tough thing here is they lost a ton of production. Uh, Dalen, uh, Kuntz, I like to say, uh, <laughs> I know it's Kuntz 17 points a game, 17.3 points per game. He was a stud and same with Dalton neck. Those, those guys combined combined for 37 and a half points, 10 boards. And uh, five, just about five assists. They also lose Matt Johnson, who put up twelve point three points per game, and Caleb Shaw, who was a solid bench contributor. They lose a lot uh, off that team. Now Smiley, I do think is a good coach. Uh, you know, but he's got his work cut out for him because losing those guys once again, every it seems like every team lost a ton. Now. He went out, tried to stay proactive in the portal, brings in St. Thomas uh, from the Ramblers of Loyola, Loyola, Chicago, brings in Marcel McCreary from Air Force, uh, brings in Jaron uh, uh, Riley from uh, Samford, the Bulldogs there in Alabama. Also, DeJore Reeves from Trinidad State. I hope that's not located in the country of Trinidad uh, for, 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 you know, I mean, I, one of my best friends growing up is from Trinidad and is uh He's had, he's had family members kidnapped. So I'm just saying, um, Makai Cameron from Cowley college. Um, they, they definitely went deep. They return Brock Wisney guy, a big man, their big men are back. I mean, a couple big men that have, I shouldn't say are back, but I'm saying they are, they were with the team a year ago. They didn't necessarily start with Wisney was a, uh, a freshman a year ago, got 17 minutes a game. They're counting on him to take a big step forward. The six, nine big hit also Riley Abercrombie, 25 minutes a game as a grad transfer. Uh, I, this is a guy, I'm sorry. You know, he's a grad transfer, but he didn't transfer in this year. Um, the front court might be, might be the strong suit of this team. The guard play we're going to have to see cuz it's all transfers there. They also have a they're they're a tall team, man. They got uh, Theo Hughes, a 7-foot senior there, played about 16 minutes a game a year ago. Oh man, I I I kind of like I love the coaching situation here, but damn if they didn't lose a lot, man, and I expect them to take a step back. How about you? Yeah, uh you mentioned his big year for Smiley. He took over for Jeff Linder. He was on his staff when he went to Wyoming. Uh, they had it rolling there for a little bit. I mean, they won 22 plus games, four out of five years. Took a step back, going 12 of 20 last year. 
Maybe a new group's going to be better, a uh, fresh new group to coach up. Uh, they got a really good culture out there. I mean, we played them at West Virginia. They were a pain in the ass to play against during the Linder era. Um, probably a middle-of-the-pack team, though. I mean, it's it's this is another hard group to uh, to handicap uh, w- with all the new faces, but probably fade them early and uh, ride them late again. And I feel like a guard play is so huge in college hoops, and you look at yeah. the guard play here, you're like, I don't know. Maybe they're good. I just need need a little more need a little more tape. Um, look, before we get to the next team, I want to tell you that the college basketball experience, big sky season previews brought to you by underdog fantasy. Look, underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced scorchers. Yes. Go five for five and pick up scorchers and enjoy a spicy hundred times payout. Uh, and for a limited time, Underdog's extending the first uh, deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars, and they're giving away a hundred grand every Sunday. Oh, did I mention that? They're giving away a hundred grand every Sunday. Ten different lucky uh, players will win ten k each. I told you I like Washington State on the money line at the Rose Bowl. So check out that, folks. And uh, I, I mean, I think it's going to hit on the money line. Uh, so watch the log, make picks, maybe make a little extra cash over an underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. All right. We are back on the big sky, 2023, 24 season preview episode. And uh, now we're jumping over to Portland state, the Vikings, the Vikes. This is a team that uh, Jace Coburn third season there coaching in front of the Viking pavilion. They were 12 and 19 a season ago, six and 11 in conference. Once again, cam Parker, their best player gone, man. It's tough in the big sky. All your best players gone. That, that was like their big hit. A couple bench guys besides that McCall, uh, Michael Starks and uh, uh, Jacob. I'm gone, but that they won't, I don't think those are huge losses. Now incoming, they did bring in KJ Allen from Texas tech as well as Travon Minot uh, from South Carolina. They also brought in Ishmael Habib from South Plains. Uh, Habib's projected to be their starting point guard. Oh man. Hunter Woods is back at the forward spot. He averaged just about 10 points a game, 26 minutes in action. Uh, every, every game, uh, Jarrell Satterfield, it was, is their top returning scorer, 13 points a game. You know, they kind of have more depth returning. Mm-hmm. I actually think if I was going to say there's a surprise team, it maybe it might be this team because pending Habib at the point, because point's such a huge position in college basketball. I feel like this is a team that pr- kind of brings back the most production, including Kendall Munson. No, uh, v- uh, relation to Roy. Um, but dude, I mean, at least they bring back some depth here. Like I think this, if there's one team we've previewed so far that is mostly intact, I would say it's the Portland state Vikings. What would, what do you think of this team? Yeah, this, this, this could be a surprise team. Uh, you mentioned it year three of the Coburn era, uh, a lot of close games last year as well. I feel like that this league always came down to one or two possessions when we were watching those games on Thursday night. But they got some good veterans back. This could be a uh, a situation where Coburn and your number one 
uh, was 10 and 10. Last year, a little bit of a step back, 6 and 11 in league. I think they go back closer to that 10 and 10 mark, maybe over 500 in league play. This, I think this, this could re- really be a surprise team. Yeah. It's hard to get a gauge on some of these other teams now. You can count on Northern Colorado's coaching. You know, maybe uh, may, maybe uh, Montana State's new hire gets it going by February. But as far as early season play, I think Portland State might be one of the better teams based off of what they're bringing back. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Sac State, the Hornets' nest. Oh, man. I watched this team a lot last year. And uh, David Patrick's nest. in year two. Yeah. They're going <laughs> to. They were a hard team for me to understand last year, man. Uh, 14 and 18, a season they go seven and 11 in the big sky. There was moments where I thought this team was decent and then I'd bet on them and they would suck. Um, they were a hard team for me to get a gauge on. Um, they lose Zach Chappelle and uh, Kalem McCray. They're, you know, two of their better players. They also lose Cameron Wilbon and Gianni hunt, all solid contributors. However, you know, there are some, some players back, uh, it call Maywin, uh, 25 minutes a game, just about 10 points a game. Austin Patterson is back. And then, uh, Quadri Adams is back on that bench played about 13 minutes a game. Uh, but then the rest of this is really portal guys. They, they were active in the portal. Duncan Powell's coming in from North Carolina A and T Terrell Furman squad. Uh, they went out and got Z Hamoda from Utah state. Ryan Odom was there. Um, Emil Skyata from central Michigan, Jacob Holt from Santa Clara. Um, they brought in a lot of guys. It's a hard read, man. Like yeah. I, I expect regression. But if some of these transfers work out, maybe they surprise. I mean, somebody has to win these games. A lot of these teams look like Sac State, where it's hard to get a gauge on on who the who exactly they are. Um, what's your take on the Hornets? Yeah, you mentioned it, David Patrick. You're number one there, and 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 you talked about it. They showed flashes. They were five and three in league play with uh, coming down the stretch, and then they lost what seven out of nine. Uh, headed into the tournament and then bowed out in the first round. So kind of collapsed down the stretch. Weird team, uh, big portal additions, a lot unknown. I probably, I mean, I think this is a team we fade early and maybe we back come uh, league play because if they get better and better. I just, yeah, man, I I, I, I lean to the other teams. Uh, uh, for example, like Northern Colorado and Portland State. I like them a little bit more than Sac State just because of the unknown and how they finished last year. Yeah. And Coke Booker's a big fan of your gas station mug. He says, Oh yeah. Uh, it's the way you should do it. Oh yeah. It's going to be the mug this year, baby. Every <laughs> single it, night. <laughs> it looks like a, uh, a beer pong cup, man. What is that oh. called again? The Dixie cups, man. I can fit, I can fit two and a half cold ones to this big, but bad boy, let's go. <laughs> Less trips to the fridge. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Hey, you got um, to have something big for these three hour shows we're going to be doing on these uh, Friday true. nights for these, these Friday nights, slates. man. <laughs> yeah. I got a son on the way, man. I'm like, yeah. don't have it happen on a Friday night, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, you got to get to your sons. Who's winning Sac State, <laughs> Portland State? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's jump around now uh, and talk about 
Uh, the final team, Weber State, the Wildcats, who've just been a fun watch over the past 20, 30 years of college hoops. They were 18 and 15 a year ago, 12 and 6 in the Big Sky. Finished third in the Big Sky. Eric Duffed. Sounds like that beer in The Simpsons, right? Is that Duff? That's Duff, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, they. This is a team I'm buying into because guess what? In my opinion, they're the only team that didn't lose like a star. Yes, they lose a year Porter, six points a game. Yes, they they lose Junior Ballard, seven points a game, and Daniel Ruzon, three points a game. But I'm buying into the fact that they return some key pieces. Dylan Jones, sixteen point seven points a game. Steven Verplanken, great fucking name. You should it, like. There's definitely a clue character based off him, or a guess who character, something. I don't know. Um, and then they bring in Blaze Threat from Colorado Mesa, who lit it up at Colorado Mesa, 19 points a game. Uh, they also have just returning production. KJ Cunningham was with them, 26 uh, minutes a game last year. I know he didn't light it up on the scoreboard, but he put that's a lot of minutes in Big Sky play. Also, Alex Two, the 6'11 center, 20 and a half minutes a game. Uh, Dyson Kohler, 24 minutes a game, kind of the, you know, kind of a guy on the defensive end. That's that they're big on. Um, even, uh, Hanjay Tamba about 11 and a half, 12 minutes a game, the returning production here, Louis Jordan. Um, and then the fact they go out in the portal, they bring in blaze threat from Colorado Mesa. They also bring in Arnaud Ravaz from the Maryland Terrapins, my mother's alma mater and uh, Benedict Dantold squad. They also went to Finland and brought in Bajami Bahami <laughs> Vartanian. They also went to Serbia and brought in two guys, Marco Saranac and Namaja Saranac. They got the Saranac brothers coming in from Serbia. I'm just making that assumption. Oh man. I can tell you this. They're my favorite to win the big sky right now. They just returned so much production. And if th- a threat needs to be the real deal at the point spot, but I think I lean them as the favorite to start things off here. What do you make of Weber State? Yeah, hard, hard to uh, poke holes with this team. Eric Duff, first year last year, took over for Randy Ra, who had been there for 15, 16 years, who coached Damian Lillard, who we talked about. Many good players over the years. It, it felt like they started slow, a little bit of a transition year from the long-term coach to uh, the new coach. And but they finish strong and, and they bring back a lot. This has got to be your preseason probably pick to win this league. Them in Montana yeah. seem like they got the most production coming back. I just picked at their schedule. A little disappointed that they don't have some high majors on there. Uh, they play St. Mary's early, Gardner Webb, Colgate. I think this is a team you back early because of the experience coming back. So yeah, I I, I like this Weber team to uh, potentially get back to March here. Yeah, yeah, and Benedict's. Asking if my son's name is going to be Dikembe Dan. No, it's uh, it's uh, it's Butkus. Butkus. <laughs> you know what I mean. In the name of Dick Butkus. Uh, subscribe to the College Football Experience. Um, no, no, I completely agree. I think your top two favorites, and I know we're going to get to our pecking order now, but it shouldn't come as a shock to anyone that covers this conference or is just doing their homework on what is coming in and what is returning. Um. Let's get to it because uh, my pecking order for the Big Sky Conference at number one, I got Weaver State. At number two, I got Montana. This is where it gets interesting. <laughs> at number three, I'm taking Portland State. No, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Three. Cause the regular season conference play is a little tricky because that doesn't start until you know a little yeah. later on, but I uh, give me Portland state at four. I will buy into the fact that Montana state will have their shit together by conference play. So I got the Bobcats at four at five Eastern Washington, six, Northern Colorado, seven, Northern Arizona, eight, Idaho state, nine Sac state and 10, the vandals of Idaho. Maybe, maybe you could talk me into swapping Sac state and Idaho state. Give me your, your order, your pecking order for the big sky conference, Mac. Yeah, I got the Vandals in the basement, unfortunately. But I and I also got Sac State at nine, Idaho State, the Bengals at eight, and then I got the Northern Arizona uh, Lumberjacks at seven, Northern Colorado. Um, I think they get a little bit better this year. Finish six. I got your guys, Portland State at five. I'll trust the culture here in these next two of Eastern Washington at four, Montana State uh, to find a way to still finish in the top three. I I, I trust that culture. Montana, the Grizzlies. Uh, at number two, and then we mentioned it, Weaver State, the Wildcats back at number one. It's just it's pretty obvious to me. It's gonna be them or Montana. Watch us you know eat, what I lo- eat a, what's that? I said, you know what I love about this league too? Because they only have ten teams, it's a true round robin, which is uh, what I love I loved about the big so club and I love about the big east. You get a true champion. Home yeah. and home. Yeah. That's the way it should be, man. These conferences yes. are 77 teams. I hate it, but uh, look, you don't like Rutgers UCLA. Yeah. <laughs> nice little, uh, nice little ocean battle between the Regional Pacific and the Atlantic, <laughs> you know, um, folks, every night of the season we'll be here. We're previewing all 31 conferences. I feel like this is conference like six. Go listen to the other ones. They're all out there. Uh, as the chat was talking about what's next, we got the big 12, big 10, big South just scheduled for, uh, early next week, even though I definitely have to, uh, have to have a root canal, which will be fun. Um, nothing like talking, talking college hoops while I get a fucking root canal on some pain meds, a couple Modellos, you know, the way it should be. All right. <laughs> They call that the limbo. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, folks, uh, we appreciate you and uh, appreciate the whole chat rocking along. Previews are coming. Let's go. Let's go. And uh, shout out to the whole chat. Chad G's fucking fantastic human being. Got a chance to hang out with Chad. Uh, shit. Like a week or two ago. Uh, really nice guy. Shout out to Coke booger with that type of name. I know he's a nice guy. And, uh, and, and Benedict dad told we're just, I, it's only a matter of time before we share a beverage. Uh, so, well, I mean, t- together, we're not going to share one beverage, but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? We're not going to fucking sit there and say, no, you're, you're sip dude. All right. Uh, I don't think so. Unless we're stranded in the desert, uh, but uh, shout out to the whole chat. Everyone's awesome. We're going to build this thing back up again. So November 5th, when the, we're, you know, the season tips, November 6th, November 5th, we're going through, it's like 130 games. It's going to be fucking fantastic. So uh, let's go shout out to everybody. Let's go subscribe to the college basketball experience. Um, like I said, big 10, big 12, big South. Cusa, Cusa, C-U-S-A coming subscribe youtube.com slash the college experience. You can watch this episode. Moneyline Mac is on Twitter at Moneyline underscore Mac. Uh, 
<laughs> two straws, <laughs> one drink. Can it be the swirly straws, man? Back in the day. <laughs> um, uh, I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Give me a follow. Give Mac a follow. The college basketball experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Yes. And remember folks tomorrow morning, I get up at five in the morning here. I get to the studio, right? Prep. And then we go live at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. at the studio, uh, SGPN studio in Los Angeles, California. Uh, but you can watch it. We talk college football and that's a college basketball show too. That happens yep. during the basketball season too. So folks, you'll want to stay in tune. subscribe to the college football experience. I host that and the FCS college football experience. I host that and the college baseball experience with Noah Beanick and myself. And you're damn sure going to want to check out the big 12 experience because it's the big 12. All right. Moneyline Mac hosting that thing. They're, 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 they're not missing a fucking thing over there. All right. Yep. Also the Ryan and rush show. Look at that. Look at that backdrop. He's got there. It's like a, is that a quilt? Is oh, that yeah. a fucking quilt? Oh yeah. I've had it for that, like 10 years. My grandmother some, gave it to me. Yeah. Said, it it's going to be a perfect backdrop. Yeah. And it took her probably 10 fucking years to make it. I know. That's one of the quilts. That's, that's the, that's the real shit. You know what I, I mean? Know. Yep. Oh yeah. Unbelievable. Shout you out to the, your grandma. Shout you out to the, your uh, fucking house, baby. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, folks, uh, check out the big 12 experience. Check out the ride and rush show. Uh, sports gambling podcast going live from VEASAN in two hours. Uh, VEASAN is a network on your provider. Most likely if you have YouTube TV and the NFL ticket, you get it. You probably don't realize it. V S I N Brent Musburger's network. Check that out. They'll be going live from there. 9 PM uh, Pacific uh, midnight Eastern. So check out that check out the SGPN app. Uh, check out the bottom line bombs, NBA gambling podcast, NFL gambling podcast, max on that. I mean, I can go on and on and on. Get the SGPN app. You'll see all of it, folks. Um, also, come talk college hoops in the Discord. Maybe you think I'm a fucking idiot, and that's fair. That's fair. Maybe you're like, dude, Colby, Northern Colorado's winning the big sky. You are such a pussy. You don't know <laughs> shit about anything. All right. Well, come tell me that. Come tell me that in the Discord, folks. Um, all right. SportsGatheringPodcast.com slash Discord. Until next time, folks, this is the college basketball experience. Big sky season preview. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. My brethren on the other side, pay respect, give a call, let them know I'm stepping on their curves so no misunderstanding come amongst us. Commission made the rule, who should live or die, and if I violate the code, I just might get found on a desolate road. But that just happens to a sneak thief. Me, I'm the chief of my conglomerate. Five deadly venoms, I promise this. Mash a manpower, make the earth rain, hell, snow, and quake like bombs blowing up in Kuwait. And if a catapult on C's team, fuck up my bed, I ask a favor of the laws and send them out to slay red.